when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right. Hey, this is Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome to our first episode of our brand new Munchies podcast. This is a bi-weekly program where we're going to be talking about all things food culture with chefs, restaurateurs, and the unheard voices in food. So welcome to the Munchies Buffet. We're really excited to launch this. Thanks so much for tuning in. And please don't forget to check us out online at munchies.tv. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, just a simple handle at Munchies. And you can find us on Facebook at Munchies. All right, let's jump right in. Burning out isn't an option. Like, this is my life. So that's Danny Bowen. He's our guest on the show today. So Mission Chinese New York was this incredible place. It was the place that you wanted to be and everyone else wanted to be. You would walk to this ground floor restaurant and you'd walk in and see these beautiful and cheesy images of classic Chinese food takeout delivery. And you'd put your name down on a list and it would be forever. So they'd give you keg beer. And once your name was called, they'd take you down this, what felt like a dark alleyway into this back room where tons of people were blowing out their taste buds on delicious Szechuan peppercorn filled food. And it was so much fun. And you wanted to be there because everyone else was there and because it was so delicious. And Danny Bowen was like the biggest thing that everyone was talking about. You might see someone like Rene Redzepi eating, you know, his tartine carrots at the table next to you. And Danny was this guy who was not only a James Beard winning chef, but he was also on Uniqlo ads. He was just everywhere. He touched fashion. He touched pop culture. It was always like this crazy thing that you knew like, probably wasn't going to last forever. I felt it. I was like, it's too big for this. Like, it's so crazy. And he was right. It didn't last. And Mission Chinese infamously was shut down by the health department. Just if there was one day that was the worst day of your life in that time frame, tell me about that day. That time was really hard. And, you know, that on top of having a kid, uh, you know, it's really crazy. Like our New York Times review came out the day my son was born from Mission Cantina, and it wasn't a good one. And so it was this really crazy time for me because I'm going through all these emotions, like severe disappointment, but ton of happiness and then uncertainty. We didn't know if we were going to reopen Mission Chinese. We didn't know if people would want to come back. But that's not the Danny Bowen that we're going to talk about today because that story has been rehashed a million times before. So instead, we're going to actually explore Danny's life and get a little bit into his personality of how he's dealt with that crazy shit show that happened and get to the creative person who opened Mission Chinese, reopened it, and made Mission Cantina successful. But before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code MUNCHIES at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. 
Building a website portfolio or an online store can be overwhelming, but with Squarespace, it's totally easy. Sites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. It's got intuitive and easy-to-use tools, so even my mom can use this website. Sorry, mom. Squarespace has a state-of-the-art technology that powers your site to ensure security and stability. It's trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. And it starts at $8 a month, and you even get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code MUNCHIES to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Okay, back to Danny. Oh my god, I was just reading the, uh, the comment thread on the Roberta's Munchies thing that we were on. It's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> People are crazy on that comment thread. Yeah, what? I haven't even looked at it. What have they been saying? They just get so angry about my hair and Carlo's why? hair. I just People are just angry, I think. That's why. They're but like, it's great. It's like literally people are like, someone cut your hair before we pour gasoline on it and set it on fire. That's like literally what people are saying. Do you think that those people are uh, really angry because they're like got to be followers? Yeah. Like that old school like <laughs> so sun funny. in look. Yeah. Um, I had that look. You did? I had sun in. I've never used sun in. But you like, should try it. I, it looks like I use sun in all the time my but. hair was a nice a nice uh, bright auburn orange <laughs> auburn orange when i was like 13 really? i went hard with the sun in because <laughs> you could just buy it at walmart what it were your parents just like hey they, didn't care. they, didn't they were care. just like whatever See, i mean i would do it and i would blow dry my hair to where i got really like cause you don't even have to technically be in the sun i think it's just heat activated and it's like definitely full of toxins yeah it's probably... The probably it smells like yeah it smells like clearasil or something yeah. like that <laughs> but wait so I'm... that was the first time that you actually bleached your hair yeah now 13. i'm 33 and i'm a dad and i <laughs> look like a like a girl that hangs out in downtown new york city like a blonde asian girl <laughs> a lot of people always ask me about my hair so we got that out of the, out of the way early when was the first time that you had Chinese food in Oklahoma? It's my mom's favorite place. This place called Lucky's Chinese, which was a classic like Americanized Chinese restaurant. Pink tablecloth. Um, you know, if you sit at the communal table at Mission Chinese, the round table with the Lazy Susan, it's very much designed after that whole thing. You know, the Chinese zodiac underneath the glass, uh, that thing. We were like super poor growing up, so I didn't go out to eat a lot. But on Sundays after church, if I wouldn't like freak out during church we would go eat at lucky's chinese and everything was fried and there was a buffet and it was all you could eat i actually really looked forward to eating chinese food as a kid because my mom's favorite food to eat was like tex-mex so i feel like every it was like a reward so a lot of people might not know this about you but you're korean american you're adopted and your parents are white and you've said in the past that you guys would all go out to dinner together and uh you know like the host would basically look at the four of you and look at the kids and be like, are you guys lost? Yeah, no, it was the worst. Um, I think now it's a lot different, but like 1987, for instance, or let's say we were going to like Golden Corral, okay? Because those are the kind of restaurants we go to. They'd just be like, are this the whole party? Are you complete? Who are these kids with you? And that was just like a normal thing. And then school was also brutal. You know, kids would always be like, why are your parents white? And, you know, I'd be like, those are my parents idiot I don't know what you're talking about like in high school like I tried to be like 
all the other kids at high school, I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch and like had like blue contacts because I just so badly wanted to be like everyone else. And you used to go to church like five days a week, right? Yeah, like it was you were crazy. There constantly. So um, I know your dad, Jim Bob, talks yeah. a lot about like how you were sort of a pro at new Bible Testament pop quizzes. Yeah. I think growing up, I was dealing with a lot of the, the fact that my mom was like super, this is going to, sorry, this is so depressing, but my mom was like super sick growing up. She was always like, um, she was like battling breast cancer and then like she had like a really bad, um, she had to have a heart transplant and all this other stuff. So it, it was just, it was like, I think it was a distraction for me trying to get, I agreed to go to church because um, it was a lot more comfortable for me to be there, uh, even if it was like just memorizing like lines out of the Bible. And then also just so that that whole weird puzzle of like, it would make a little bit more sense. Cause then we can go meet up with our friends and like, who are these Korean kids with you? <laughs> and they can be like, Oh, this is Danny. He's our son. He's adopted. Also, he's like the number four Bible quizzer in the whole state of Oklahoma, you know? And then I'm like, Oh, that's great. You know, like, and there I am with my son in bleached hair and like, you know, it just, it was silly, but, um, and then I started becoming, like, realizing who I was as a teenager, and then it was just like, well, fuck this, I'm going to kind of do what I want. But it unfortunately took me up until, you know, my junior year of high school to realize that I didn't have to do everything the way everyone else did it. And um, I guess that's how long it takes most people to realize that. But, um, but yeah. How did you figure that out, though? It's a pretty mature... 11th grader to be I like, think it was like this. when my mom passed away like when she was like get really like sick I mean I I remember at that time I kind of took a step back and I was just like why do I have a Trans Am and a Kawasaki Ninja and why do I like why am I working to pay for all this shit that I don't really need and what am I doing like why am I working at Abercrombie and Fitch when I really just want to be playing in a band and why am I working at an optometrist's office when I really just want to be playing in a band. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just doing all this to impress other people so that people can be like, oh, you're, that's cool. Like, you're, you're going to be good when you grow up. But I think that once my mom passed away, I think my life was really, this is super uh, dark, but I was thinking I was just trying to make her happy in a lot of ways and, like, trying to do things that, um, that she could be proud of. You know what I mean? And... I think that there was a lot of pressure on me for that. And then also just, I put a lot of pressure on myself and that's why it's so, it's so crazy that now I'm owning restaurants, you know, it kind of also feeds that anxiety to like please other people. Um, but at least I get some happiness out of it too. What was the one dish that you mastered with her or <laughs> I don't that think, she loved? I don't think the or... mastered is a word. <laughs> uh, I can tell you the one dish I used to make a lot of, um, I used to, like, make a lot of hamburger helper because that was, like, super easy and it was, like, you know, cheap because my dad was the only one that worked and, um, you know, he worked for General Motors my whole life growing up and, uh, but it was, like, there was this beef noodle flavor. I just really enjoyed it a lot and, uh, that was the one I would make all the time and then, um, my mom actually was, like, I think she was, she was Polish so, um, she made a lot of like really interesting like Polish dishes, but her version of like stuffed cabbage and like tomato sauce and everything was like an electric skillet. So she used an electric skillet or like, we only had like four pots, like four pans. Um, uh, my dad would, the only thing my dad knows how to make, I think to this day still is like spaghetti 
or um like eggs he would make like breakfast for dinner a lot um which was really cool uh he would always burn the bacon but <laughs> you know <laughs> it's funny because i think i'm thinking about it right now and i'm like why did my dad always he would always put the bacon in a pot in like a saute pan and just hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Put a lid on it and then turn it on. And it would always burn, but I was just like, I think he put the lid on it so it wouldn't like you know the oil wouldn't like pop um but if you would just didn't turn it up so high uh, <laughs> we should talk about that um i was more actually come to think of it i actually got really into cooking later after my mom passed away like um it was a way for my friends and i to like i had like a cool backyard like a big backyard in oklahoma and um my dad would kind of allow us to like drink alcohol as long as we wouldn't leave um in Oklahoma, it's super dangerous because you're just young and you start drinking and then you have to drive everywhere. And so just people just get DUIs or getting worse than getting like car wrecks. And um, I think my dad was just kind of like accepting to the fact that, you know, we're 17, 16, 17, 18. We're going to drink because we can get that. And that's what we're going to do in Oklahoma because it's super boring there. Uh, so he had made this deal where we could just do it. I could have people over, they could stay over as long as no one just left. You know, if we're going to drink, we just do it at the house. And so that's when I got into cooking and actually just started grilling a lot of stuff. So that was like around my like junior year in high school, um, I started really getting into cooking food and it was always like skewers. I was really into making kebabs. So (laughs) I was like always making kebabs and I think my dad's pictures of me doing that, but um, I think I mastered the art of the kebab when I was in my junior year of high school. What is the art of the kebab? I, I think you just marinate a lot of Italian salad dressing and um, grill it. That's that's not call it a day. And that's like the, my bad version of it. But around that time, didn't your high school get blown away by like a tornado? Yeah, it was like a saving thing. For, I mean, it wasn't. It was a horrible thing to happen. Like I was gonna fail high school anyways because. Um, I think my senior year, my mom passed away, and then I just kind of stopped giving a shit about a lot of stuff. And then uh, I was still in school, and I had a conversation with my principal, and he was just like, you can continue to come to school or not, but um, if you need to take time off, that's cool. He was really nice and understanding guy. And then, you know, um, and then my high school got, you know, demolished in a tornado. So we had the option of, I was already failing all my classes anyways, because I just didn't go to school my junior or senior year anyway, really. Like I was always finding ways to get out of school. Um, but after that, like we had the option of going to this community college to finish our courses. Um, I mean, a lot of people had lost their houses and it was pretty crazy or not going at all. And then you just still passed. Okay, let's talk about the Stellas, mm-hmm. your high school band, yeah, and your first album. What's the best song from the album? I don't know, man. I don't even know if you can get that. I, I um, what's crazy is I joined the Stellas. They were kind of also going through like an identity crisis at the time because I joined this band, and I met this girl, uh, Rachel, who is the lead singer at the Guitar Center that I'd always go to and like 
just fuck around because that's what I would do. I would just go play and get the guitar, the drums at Guitar Center. Um, and I don't know how it happened, but she was like, oh, yeah, I have a band and we're looking for a bass player. And I was like, well, I don't, I'm a drummer, but, and I really wanted to play guitar. So I was like, I can play the bass. <laughs> and I weasel my way into playing lead guitar, but they were actually supposed to be like a Christian band, but the lead singer and the drummer, John, were actually dating each other. And, um, the keyboard player Casey was the only one in the band that actually wanted to be a, in a Christian band. They all just wanted to be in a band. So when I joined it kind of like, I was like, I don't really know if I want to be in this Christian band thing, but I just want to be in a band also. So that started. And, um, I think we all conspired that it wasn't gonna be a Christian band and like secretly we were all drinking and smoking lots of cigarettes. And then, but with the keyboard players around, we would just kind of put that part of it away. Um, and it was really bad. I was really, I was very bad at playing the guitar, but, um, I just wanted to sound like James E. Hoff from the Smashing Pumpkins on every song, which was great. Um, I mean, we opened up for the All-American Rejects a couple of times. They're also from Oklahoma. But uh, outside of that, like, it didn't really go anywhere. And I think towards the end of the, the, the drummer, it's a classic story, the drummer and the lead singer broke up. Things got really weird in the band. <laughs> My friend Chaffee called me from uh, California and was like, hey, I, you should come visit me and Eric. Like, we have this, like apartment like literally like my room was smaller than this i was living in like this little closet space there but they're like you can come stay with us if you want to check out there's a culinary school here we know you like to cook so check it out and i did i moved there like a week after it was pretty insane like i went and i went for a week went for five days my first time outside of oklahoma by myself um and i ended up moving there and then the rest i guess history (laughs) When was the first time that you ever ate Szechuan peppercorns? 2006, I was hanging out with my friend Brandon Jew, and um, he was just like, you know, he we were talking about like just food, and I was just kind of like a, I was kind of like a, an annoying line cook back then. I didn't really know, I, I was getting pretty good at cooking, but I was just never satisfied, I was never happy. And you know, you, and a lot of line cooks have this problem. You'll go to a restaurant, and it's very similar to what you do, so you can't help but kind of pick it apart and be like, oh, well, I would have done this or this or this. And when Brandon and I would hang out, um, we kind of wanted to just kind of not go eat the kind of food we were cooking every day. And so we went to the, he took me to this place called Spices, too, in San Francisco. And I remember, like, going there, and, and uh, he was like, you got to try this spot, man. It's amazing. It's He's like, he, he lived around the corner. He still lives there. And he was just like, you got to try their mapo tofu. It's the best thing in the world. And I had it. I was like, what in the world is going on? Um, and then two years later, we opened Mission Chinese Food. Like, I became obsessed. Like, all my friends, <coughs> all of the line cooks I knew, it became this good thing. Like, instead of turning into a shithead, like, shit-talking, like, cook, we kind of, like, took all that energy and turned it into, like, what's going on with, like, Sichuan food? And that kind of... Because Brandon and I had a really crazy friendship. Like, he he taught me a lot about Chinese food. And he had all these books, and he was like, it's been my dream to open a Chinese restaurant. But he was opening a restaurant called Bar Agricole uh, around that time period. And he was like, here's all my books. And, you know, he gave them to me. And so I really immersed myself in, in that. And um, in 2008, we opened Mission Chinese. So not that long ago. I mean, that's really not that much time if you think about it. Yeah, no, not really. What is perfect food? I don't know. I think perfect, you know, I, that's a good question. Perfect food is like food that you don't have to think about that often. You know, for me, I think my idea of perfect food is just way different now than it was five years ago, two years ago, a year ago. 
I think I'm just, my life is just, I'm always around food. So when I go home, sometimes perfect food for me is like bland, like pasta that my son's eating that's unsalted because that's just like, like I was eating at this crab place the other day, yesterday, and they had this big boil, like this crab boil. And I just kept eating the potatoes and going back to the potatoes because I was like, dude, this is so good. And this is like crab, shellfish, like shrimp, mussels, like corn, sausage. But I kept going back to the potato because as a cook, as a chef, you're always tasting food that's, at, especially at Mission Chinese, like at the edge of being over, like seasoned. As like anyone that gets cooked for that's married to a chef or if you have a friend that's a chef and you're over to their house cooking, they always season things like pretty aggressively. Cause that's how you, that's why restaurant food tastes so good. Fat, salt. It's just, um, but I think that to me, sometimes perfect food is just, you know, that like a bland or sometimes perfect food is just food with my wife, you know, like takeout, like Thai food. And I don't know. I think food, perfect food to me should make you feel really good. And I think that it just depends on how you feel like, if you asked Danny five years ago what's perfect food, I would have said, like, you know, a perfect meal would probably be at, like, Elbowee um, or at Noma or something like that. And um, that still is perfect food. But I, I think it just really depends on the, the time and your how you feel. Like, I, right now, for me, perfect food is just, like, anything um, my wife and I eat together at the end of a long day when my son goes to sleep because <laughs> it's like finally like he's asleep and you know we know he's good he's safe he's you know he's sleeping peacefully and then we just you know my first apartment in new york we didn't even have like a dining room table uh, we'd have an in, we lived in a big flat so um i was just working opening the restaurants so at the end of the night the only room we could actually eat in was like basically the bathroom because it was at the other end of the apartment and mino's crib was I mean, our apartment was like a long hallway, so you could hear everything. So we'd have to go in the bathroom, close the door, and then like just like eat really quickly and whisper. And so, um, but to me, that was perfect food because like I hadn't seen my wife in like 19 hours. Going back to the time between when you had to close Mission Chinese New York, reopening it, all that stuff, like how did you deal with not burning out? Or did you burn out? And how did you just get through all of that? Because that's sort of like being shot out of a cannon and into like a wolf's mouth. Yeah. You know? I definitely feel like there've been phases of just burning out. And, um, but I think that's what defines like greatness is not whenever it gets to that point where you're like, you're like hemorrhaging and you're dying, just not giving up and then just like digging deep and bouncing back. And then also like, uh, the time it takes to recover from huge, like, you know, huge failures it's like it's just it makes everything easier like i think the worst thing that can happen to us has happened and i think that we're that's done you know like now we can just move on and so it's really interesting to wake up every day and feel like oh, okay well that's out of the way now and um i don't have to live in fear of like a backlash or whatever because that's happened or live in fear of like you know losing potentially everything because i've already done that what's next is to just chill and make sure that the restaurants are like super fucking tight. So that wraps up our first episode of the Munchies podcast. Check back in about two weeks for the next one. And for all things Munchies, visit our website, munchies.tv. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, just a simple at Munchies. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. 
And if it's not too much to ask, don't forget to subscribe to the Munchies podcast and tell your Tinder date to subscribe too. Next year, we've also got an exciting feature-length doc coming out on Danny Bowen and his life. So check back, munchies.tv. See you guys in a couple weeks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.